This is an All Ears English podcast episode 828, how to find your rhythm for better English connections. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Do you feel like you don't have any rhythm in your voice when you speak English? Today, we give you two key steps to finally start speaking with more rhythm for better conversations. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team. But it can be time-consuming, reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Jessica, how you doing today? You got a little bit of a cold there? Yeah, I have a little bit of a cold. I blame kids. Oh, it's, yeah. It's their fault. <laughs> I <laughs> I get to volunteer in James' classroom every Thursday, and I'm pretty sure that I picked up a little cold bug, <laughs> and now it is um, it has come to fruition, if you will. You know oh, that no. feeling, like when your your sinuses start like getting warm, you know, and you yeah. like you know something yes. is lurking in the yep. background. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. Yep, yep. I've been that feeling came that the last on couple yesterday. days. Do you ever do you ever take like emergency when you feel that or you just let it let it come let it come and let it happen? Maybe I should take emergency. I've never th- I ne- I never think about taking that. I don't yeah. know. I always because I never believe it. I always I always I refuse to believe that I could get sick. You know, oh, okay. I really don't get sick that often. So I'm like, oh, it's just it's allergies. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it works. Emergency has a lot of ingredients, a lot of weird like I guess it's like chemicals or sugars or weird stuff in it. So I don't like to take it yeah. too much. But I feel like I've tried it a few times and it has kind of worked for me. But it also really? might be a mental thing, like a mental shift. Like you say to yourself, great, now I'm not going to get sick. So you don't get That's sick. That's true. There's something yeah. to that. <laughs> That's true, though. You 
could, there's, you know, I, the only times I get sick are if like, um, my, my body is tired. Like I may, I work too yeah. much or put out too much energy or, right. you know, that's, that's the only time I get sick. So it rarely happens and I'm sure it'll be gone tomorrow. So I'm not <laughs> worried. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Good to hear that. So what are we getting into then today, Jessica? What are we talking about? We're talking about the music of English. Ooh. I love this question. Um, so a student wrote in, a student from our course, actually. Yes. Um, she had some questions about musical English. She said she she met with um, an italki teacher, and he told her that she should learn musical English. And it sounds like she wasn't sure what he meant totally, because she, <laughs> she continues to say, um, at that time, I didn't ask him what the meaning is of musical <laughs> English. I suppose it's rhythm. I know my pronunciation lacks rhythm. Therefore, it sounds weird to a native speaker. Speaker. Um, da, 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 da. And she said she listened to audio of a native English teacher and found his voice musical and rhythmical. Ooh. I think rhythmic is better. So her yeah. question is, what is the best method for adults to learn musical and rhythmic English? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think that before we even go into this, we should talk about why would we want to have a rhythmical like a rhythm to our English. Why would we want to yeah. speak that way, Jessica? What do you think that does to our, our communication? Well, it helps the other person relax in yeah. your presence. And it, it, so we talk about that listening shock, that wall coming up, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I think we spoke about this last week when a native speaker is, um, confronted, confronted with an unfamiliar accent or yes. an unfamiliar person. They might, it might be harder for them to understand you because, because a wall goes up. They're like, Oh, this is a non-native speaker. I can't understand you. Right. I think it goes a long way towards connecting with a native speaker in front of you. If you're able to convey um, expression and emotion mm, yeah. in your voice. Yeah, it kind of breaks it up. And we talk about a lot on this show with Michelle about how to do that with vocabulary words, how to show emotion, uh, how to change the mood, the tone. We go into a lot yeah. about vocabulary, but it can also be done and should be done with rhythm, right? With the way we're oh, pronouncing sure. the words in the sentence. So those are just two ways we can do it. And I think it comes back to connection, right? It's how we connect. You're right. It's how we break down the first listening shock. And then yeah. beyond that, it's how we connect with that other person. Yeah, I mean, like, like she said in her email, um, she, th she thinks that uh, she sounds weird to a native speaker, right? And so that makes her feel less confident as well. So, mm -hmm. like, practicing or like actively trying to change this about your pronunciation, um, not only will it help the listener, like your audience, relax and connect with you, but it'll also give you confidence. Yeah, exactly. And and she's looking for something more than just tongue twisters. <laughs> because that I think funny. that's something that a lot of teachers would would suggest. It's a common suggestion that comes from ESL teachers, but she's not looking to just get better at pronouncing these these sounds that sound similar or that kind of thing. We're looking for a way to really connect with people using the right rhythm. And tongue twisters, I 
I never did tongue twisters. <laughs> I don't see much of a point in that. Like it wouldn't, it's not going to help anything. It's, it's just, laugh. it's more, yeah, it's a laugh. Exactly. It's yeah. a party trick. Right. Um, that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the first step is really to um, make explicit the rules of sentence stress. So there's really two issues here. One is the rhythm and the other is the music. And I mm-hmm. think they're different. So the rhythm would be, um, um, what words do we stress in a sentence? What what are the rules for that, Lindsay? Well, in my mind, just as a native speaker, right? Not so much as an English teacher. When I think of what I stress, I stress what what matters in the sentence. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So if if the word you matters, I stress you. Right. If the word uh, car matters, I stress car. So it depends on what you're trying to emphasize and draw attention to. That's true. So the words that matter, like you said, the in, the words that carry the most important information, yeah. these words are stressed. That means they're longer and louder than the rest of the words. Yeah. So whatever you want to put emphasis on, um, like I just emphasized emphasis. I said emphasis, right? It's like it's this really noticeable um, uh, feature of the sentence that these are the words you want to get across to your listener. Right. Maybe we could throw out a quick example with just a simple sentence, right? Like, I drove to school, right? So let's say we want to emphasize the person who drove to school. How would you say that, Jessica? Right. So if somebody was like, didn't I see your friend drop you off or whatever? Mm. And I could be like, no, I drove to school. Exactly. Exactly. Or we could talk about, you know, oh, did you did you take a did you take your bike to school? Did you did you bike to school today? You could say, no, I drove to school. Exactly. Yeah. And then what if you're you get home and your mom is like, did, you didn't go to school today. You you drove to the beach. You skipped school. <laughs> then you could be like, no, mom, I drove to school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect illustration for our listeners. You guys should go ahead, write that down, listen again, rewind. That's really, that's the example we're going to give you for how natives stress what matters, where the information is. It's so obvious. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you if you don't know, it's not like there's any hard and fast rules. I mean, right. even if you look up the rules for sentence stress, they only take you so far. Mm. You know, a lot of it comes down to your meaning and your personality. Mm. Um, I know that like some accents or some speakers, some people are more dramatic than others. Like I, I, ha- I put a lot of emphasis <laughs> on various words when I'm talking, just because talking is fun. Yeah. So some people will have more noticeable stress than others as well, right? And that's yeah. just like personality. Yeah, it's a way of just having fun and kind of performing, you know, and it's sure. yeah, uh, just a lot of it comes down to your character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like the most basic rules for sentence stress, the the verbs, the nouns, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the adjectives. Mm-hmm. And we practice this in the classroom by clapping along to the sentence. And I do recommend actually going through some of this like really basic sentence stress, stress sentence stress activities yourself Mm -hmm. um like i drove to school like that would be Mm -hmm. sort of the basic way that we practice that right and then you clap on drove and school Mm -hmm. there is a rhythm there's a definite rhythm to english Mm, yeah and it might be different from the rhythm of your native language so that's why yeah that's why we got to go into this today absolutely so when we get beyond that what else can we do to start to really understand the rhythm 
Today, we're giving you some cool tips on how to add more rhythm to your voice. But if you're serious about achieving this goal quickly, the best way to do it is to get into our course. And you can get your first lesson for free at allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets. That's allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-C-R-E-T-S. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So, well, once you once you have explored the rhythm and you practice really stressing words, and, and you mm-hmm. can practice this by printing out a script from a TV show or a movie. Just mm-hmm. print like one scene and you could mark the words that you think are important. Mark yeah. the words you want to stress. Read that out loud. Act it out with a friend. That would be super fun. So really focus just on the stress. And then you could move into the more general music of English. And that has to do really with intonation, not not stress. That's intonation, Mm. right? So that really varies accent to accent. Yeah, exactly. Some, you know, all these different places that speak English around the world, it's it's going to be different. <laughs> yeah. Right? Some places are more as we were using the word sing-songy, right? You had mentioned yeah. um New Orleans that you think that that accent is quite sing-songy. Yeah, the um the Cajun, the French yeah. influence mm. um on some of the accents down there. I find mm. beautiful and sometimes difficult to understand. I think listeners, if you want an example of this, there's um there's a movie based on a book actually called uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And it stars John Cusack and um, I think Kevin Spacey is in it as well. But there's some <laughs> re- <laughs> I love movies. So anyway, there's some really awesome accents in there from New York to New Orleans to, cool. you know, just a wide variety. But you can really witness like the musical sound of that accent. Oh, I love that. Are there any other accents? That, so what should we do with these? So just having the, the understanding, the awareness. Jessica, do you think that's enough that different intonations have a more sing-songy or rhythmic sense or and some don't? Or is there something else that we should do to try to learn these? Or should we just focus on one? Well, I think for our list, for our student that wrote mm-hmm. in, um, she wants to actively improve her own pronunciation, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just like being confused by what she hears, but she wants to sound mm-hmm. more musical when mm-hmm. she speaks English. So practice that, focus on that. Yeah. You could choose an accent you find uh, intriguing or especially sing-songy. Like mm-hmm. some of the, su- like there are a lot of Southern accents I think are quite sing-songy, like yeah. Yeah. Just just gorgeous. Honestly, I can get distracted sometimes if like if I if I'm too appreciative of the music of what this person is saying, I forget to focus on the words and I'm just like just listening to the sound right. it's beautiful. You're right. Yeah, the southern <laughs> accents are so beautiful and there's a huge variety just within the south. I mean, I guess you said that Lillian is in our course so she is able to go in and access our deep south module, right? Where yeah. she she can go in, she can experience an accent from from Mississippi, from totally. Tennessee, 
from, you know, New York City, compare that to New York City. There's all kinds of things yep. she can do. Um, and then if you're not in our course, guys, you can find different movies, right? Forrest Gump is a good example totally. of the Southern accent. He was from Alabama, Bur- Birmingham, right? Um, but don't, but don't talk like Forrest Gump. Right. Just right, right. listen to the you other could- people that he's talking to. <laughs> yeah. He was. Had his own personal issues as well. <laughs> We're but, da- yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are so many ways that you could get an ear for these accents. And then you could find clips from these various movies or TV shows mm-hmm. and just mimic, just really pay attention to the music of it and just copy. Yeah. You know, the, so the, the only way you're going to get yourself to change the way you're pronouncing anything is by drilling. Like that's how we improve pronunciation. So anytime Mm -hmm. you're trying to change the way you sound, you just have to repeat this goal over and over again. Yeah, it's really a matter of just going one level deeper than what you guys are doing now, which is, you know, basically listening to the podcast, you know, four days a week. That's great. But to really get better, we got to put a little bit more effort into it, right? Maybe it starts with getting the transcripts for this show. And you can start with this show. If you go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe, you will subscribe to them. We'll deliver them to you every Monday. And you can have those as you're listening, right? That's a place to start. And then you can move on to the next thing. That's an excellent way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's important to um, like practice something that might be easier for you at first. Like I wouldn't recommend right. if you're, you know, lower intermediate, even intermediate level, like you're still you're still kind of focused on just uh, being as clear as possible all the time and yeah. having general rhythm and intonation. Um, and so you really have to be comfortable with that first before you can hone in on a specific accent, especially one that might be as unfamiliar or difficult as like a Southern accent, a Scottish accent, a Welsh accent. Oh boy. All those, <laughs> some of those accents, I, cause I remember I went to Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, back in like 2000. Uh, five or something. And oh, wow. I traveled there with a friend who was from Spain. So she thought that I was going to be the one <laughs> like yeah. translating for her or explaining what people were saying. But I couldn't understand a lot of what they were saying <laughs> in Scotland. I was like, I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> totally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've I've worked with um some people from Scotland or near the border, at least like Northern yeah. England. And yeah, it's tough, man. <laughs> um, So definitely like I think it's a really fun way to keep improving in your English and um, like focus on this target culture and really get into the beauty of this language um, is by choosing an accent to get to to know and to practice. I love this idea. But yeah. again, like that's that's the one level deeper, like Lindsay said. Yeah. So <laughs> make sure make sure your like your overall pronunciation is clear and understandable before you can like change it and play with it. Yeah, step by step. I feel like a lot of what we've been talking about lately is about that that kind of what we like to call in the teaching world scaffolding, but really just taking things step by step. You don't jump from, you know, listening to this podcast to going out and being perfect at listening to everything in a YouTube video that a native speaker is just rambling on. It just doesn't happen, right? We have to find those intermediate steps and maybe it's the transcripts next and then maybe it's our course, then maybe it's something else. And then finally, we're building our way to be able to listen to a YouTube video and understand it 100%. 
You know, I just had a class with a, a student in our course this morning, and he jumped into the Connected Communicator course because nice. he wants to understand um, movies. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, he is like, just the goals of the students that are in there are, uh, there's a wide variety yeah. of reasons why people want to take this leap, right? Just yeah. take the English, their English to the next level, to the next five levels. <laughs> and he even said, he's like, this, this is challenging me, you know, <laughs> he was not, you know, he just comes from, um, he's in Taiwan, and he's had, um, like lots of language classes. And honestly, like his yeah. English is fantastic. He's really, really yeah. good. Yep. Um, but like, he just he really wants to feel better about the native English and understanding everything. So yeah, yeah he's mm. he feels challenged. Interesting. <laughs> and yeah, he's yeah. making like big leaps <laughs> yeah. with his understanding. I, I love that. I mean, that's what we call a little bit of a reality check, right? But we'd rather yeah. have the reality check now. Well, we can support you guys. We're showing you the real exactly. English, the interviews that we did on the street, in bars, in restaurants all over the US, real people, no scripts. But at the same time, you're getting the tools you need to work through understanding what they're saying. You're getting structure. So it's not the same as getting thrown out into the street and just having to make it work. Well, and all of the interviews do have transcripts as well, yes, right? Exactly. And that is a huge benefit, yeah. I think. <laughs> I think really, like, usually you only get transcripts in, like, the back of textbooks and stuff like right. that, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, that extreme. And then there are other – I know there are some websites for students that have um, interviews with native speakers, but then that is – that's this other extreme, and they won't have transcripts. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> in the middle, really, except for us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So that, that's the way to do it, guys. I mean, we would definitely recommend you, you can get your first lesson for free where we do show you the seven simple secrets to connection. And at the end of that free video lesson, we're going to invite you into the course. Okay, so go over to allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets to get that first lesson for free. And I hope this has been helpful for Lillian. And guys, if you have a similar question, throw your question to lindsay at allearsenglish.com. We want your questions. So good. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And thanks, Lillian. <laughs> thanks for thanks for sending that in. It was an awesome question. Awesome. Okay, Jessica, thanks for hanging out. See you next week back on All Ears English. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Have a good week. <laughs> All Bye. right. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.